I'm so thankful for his presence and his spirit that we feel here in this house. There is an anointing. There is a presence of God. There is a powerful presence of God in this place. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. What we were doing, you know, some people don't understand all this, and I want to try to explain a few things to you today. This is the school of prayer. We're going to talk about how to pray. We're going to talk about things that sometimes, you know, we don't talk about. But we need to understand how to pray. We need to understand how to come against the things that we're facing. Because we're facing some stuff in this world. And what was happening here a few minutes ago, I know people from other denominations who come into churches where they're told to be quiet and they sit still and they hear people groaning and they hear people making noises and they see people doing all kinds of gyrations. It's strange. But you know what? It's biblical. It's biblical. When we were in the spirit a few minutes ago, God brought to my mind in, in Mark, and this isn't even in my lesson. In Mark, the seventh chapter, they brought to Jesus a deaf man. And when Jesus, they said, Jesus, we just want you to lay hands on him. Mm. Jesus did some strange things to the man. Mm. Stuck his fingers in his ears. Mm. Spit on him. Mm. You read it. Yeah. But then the Bible says that he let out a sigh. Yeah. And that word sigh in the Greek is stenazo. Mm. And the word stenazo means groan. Right. Yeah. There was a deep groan in the spirit. And you read in the Bible where Jesus also in Mark the 8th chapter came to the Pharisees and they confronted him and he sighed deeply. Mm. He groaned deeply. Mm. You know what's going on in the spirit when you groan, when you sigh, when you cry out, when you scream? There is a binding. There is a force of authority. There are strongholds of spirits that you're attacking when you pray yeah. in the Holy Ghost. Yeah. And you groan in the spirit. You know, some of us, we just, we just get so bottled up because we want to be proper yeah. and we want to be quiet. <laughs> Amen. And, and, and you know what? We are in a situation in our families. We're in a situation in our communities. We're in a situation in our, in our lives that we cannot stand by and be quiet anymore. Positioning us and, and preparing us for a great harvest of souls. Yeah. Doesn't like what the devil doesn't like what we're doing here. The devil doesn't like what's going on in this church right now. Uh, but but it's happening. Amen. There, there's a move of God that's happening. And, and I think we ought to just, just be aware of that. Just be aware of what God's doing and be aware that the enemy is not going to stand by. And just say, okay, just go ahead and have your way. Go ahead and do what God wants you to do. Amen. He doesn't care if we talk about prayer. Right. He doesn't even care if we teach or preach about prayer. Our churches and our world and our nation and our families and we individually have to learn to pray and never stop praying. Amen. It is the key. Amen. Amen. Everyone say prevail. prevail. We have to prevail. And, and if you haven't prevailed over yourself, over situations and circumstances, and over the devil, then we've got to start prevailing. Amen. Amen. Not giving up. Amen. Somebody said get a backbone. Yeah. Amen. You've got to get strong. Amen. When the devil attacks, you've got to, you, there's got to be something that bows up inside of you. Amen. 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 We, we need some warriors. Yeah. 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 I said we're calling warriors. 
will not loosen his clutches. He will not give up easily. But God forbid that we ever give up praying for those who are in the clutches of the enemy. Amen. They can't even exert their own will without intercessory prayer because they are so bound. And we need to settle this right now. Amen. We are at war. Amen. 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 I didn't come with a pretty message today. We're at war. Amen. Every one of us here is dealing with something. And we can't just sit back and start feeling sorry for ourselves. I'm sorry. But we can't just cry, oh God, why me? Why this? Why that? We have to be aware of what's going on in the spirit. We are at war. Amen. We've got issues we're dealing with. And if you let any of that stuff keep you from fighting back, you are going to lose the battle. Right. Amen. Amen. You will. And as, as the end draws near, the devil will pull out all of the, the stops. So we've got to be ready for it. And be aware, the Bible says, of the wiles, which means the schemes of the enemy. And, and we have to enter into spiritual warfare and, and with a determination to fight to the finish. Everybody say, fight to the finish. Fight to the finish. Because we will win. Amen. It's a fixed fight. You know, in boxing, sometimes they, they have fixed fights. The outcome was already determined before the two boxers even got in the ring. That's what we're in. Amen. We may be fighting, but it's a fixed fight. Don't give up. Amen. He may punch like he's got a chance, but he has no chance. We are victorious. We are more than confident. Amen. 2 Corinthians 10, verses 3 through 5. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God. For pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Amen. First John 3 verse 8. For this purpose God became a man. That he might destroy the works of the devil. Amen. Amen. Did he do that? Yes. Amen. Amen. So that means, again, the outcome is already determined. Amen. Because as the church, we are his bride. Amen. We are his joint heirs, the Bible says, on earth. We, his victory is our victory. Amen. But Satan is a liar and a deceiver. Amen. And he's doing everything he can to confuse Everybody say confuse, confuse. and discourage, discourage and distract. distract. Amen. So that we will let the door just open up a little bit so that he will come in and establish a stronghold. Yeah. And that's why we're at war. Because there are people that are in the clutches of that enemy. There are people in the fire. And God has given us the weapons of prayer to pull them out of the fire. Amen. Amen. The prophet Jude said, praying in the Holy Ghost. Building your most holy faith, pulling them out of the fire. Amen. You're pulling people out of the fire. Praise God. Amen. Is it worth it? It's worth it. Amen. Amen. It's worth it. Amen. Amen. Is your family worth it? Amen. Is your son worth it? Yes. Is your daughters worth it? Yes. Are your family members worth it? We're pulling them out of the fire. Amen. Amen. And we're given that promise. And so that's why we need to be aware of what we need to do and how to engage. And so today, I want to talk to you about praying with authority. Amen. Praying with authority. I feel like sometimes we get caught, there's different types of prayer. A lot of different types of prayer. And sometimes I, I feel like, and I'm, I'm, 
I don't, I don't want to use the word guilty. That's probably, I, I get caught in this too. Sometimes we get caught in praying over and over the, the, the prayer of confession, the prayer of repentance. And sometimes we just get stuck praying in the prayer of praise and thanksgiving. And there's times for that. That's necessary. Amen. But there are times when we need to step out of that, out of the prayer of petition for ourselves, even supplication and deep petition. Sometimes we need to go on the attack and pray with authority. Amen. And I feel that God wants us to understand how and, and, and what weapons we have to, to do that. Amen. And I, want, and I hope to give a clear definition and, and some vital terms of, of how we intercede. Amen. It's, it's like a golfer. You know, anybody play golf here? I don't, but I know a little bit about it because I've got a, a brother and a dad who are obsessed with it. But golf is, is, a, is a good golfer knows when it's time to use a driver, time to use a putter, time to use what type of iron. You know, if the golfer goes up and takes a putter and tries to drive the ball off the tee, it, it isn't going to go very good. Or if you try to take a driver onto the, uh, the green and put it into the, it's not going to work very well. You've got to know what club to use for what situation. And when we're at war, and when we're praying warfare prayer, we've got to know the clubs that we have in our bag that God has given us to be able to use them with authority. Amen? Mm -hmm. Amen. And it's that way with prayer. So when, when a believer walks into our services or a new convert comes, I feel like a lot of times they hear us say things that they don't understand. A lot of times we sing songs that have words that people don't understand. We need to educate ourselves and understand this. And they hear things like, a serious stronghold has come against our church. They don't know what that means. Some of us don't know what that means. Or they hear, hey, there's a yoke that's strangling the church. And somebody told me one time, well, why are we talking about egg yolks? <laughs> people don't know. Or let's prevail in prayer, like I said before. And people don't understand the language that, that we're using. Uh, so what I'm hoping to do today is give you a better understanding of, of some of these terms that we use that will help us be more effective in prayer Amen. and in our prayer life and in the war that we're in. Yes, sir. Because we need to be effective to resist the satanic powers and see God's purpose in our life. And in our Amen. 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 We Amen. Need that. So let's talk about strongholds. Amen. I read it before. Paul said to the Corinthians, he said, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not of ourselves. Mm. They're not something that we create. They're not fleshly. They're not bombs and guns and, and cannons and whatever, artillery. But mighty in God, and they are for what? Pulling down strongholds. Pulling down strongholds. So what is a stronghold? Strongholds are fortified, that means walled places, that Satan builds to exalt himself against the knowledge of and the plant, mm, I feel the Holy Ghost. Mm. The devil doesn't want you to know this. Amen. They are built, the devil builds against the knowledge and the plan of God. Mm. Amen. There are strongholds in us that we are not even aware of. And mm. we've got to be aware of them. Come on. So that they can be pulled down. Yeah. Amen. It doesn't make you guilty. It doesn't make you a sinner. But there's things that we need to understand. There's strongholds. If we want to be effective in prayer. If we want to be effective in soul winning, if we want to be effective in what God's called us to do, we've got to be aware of these things and understand what kind of strongholds there are and pray against them and pull them down. One definition that I heard um, Sister Vesta Mangan use uh, one time, she said a stronghold is a mindset impregnated with hopelessness that results 
that, that causes us to accept an unchanged as unchangeable something that we know is contrary to the will of God. So we know it's against God's will, but we become hopeless and we just write it off as unchangeable. That is a stronghold. That's a mindset. That's not of God. And that's not faith. Amen. And, and there are three types of strongholds that I want to bring your attention today. The first are personal strongholds. Everybody say personal strongholds. Personal. These are evil and sinful things that Satan builds to influence a person's thoughts. Everybody say thoughts. Uh, attitudes. Yeah. And behavior patterns. And none of us can think that we're exempt from these. None of us can. It doesn't matter who, who we are or how high we are. Nothing. Amen. We're all, we, we are all, are all at attack of these types of strongholds. And it's anything that is lodging in our minds that plays with our emotions and creates imaginations that build up things in your mind against people. That is a stronghold in your mind. And if you don't pull that stronghold down, the devil moves in and takes control. And then you start to believe things that are true as true. And, and all of a sudden, we open the door. And, and, and we've got to get this out because we, we've got to get unified in the church. Amen. 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 And, and we'll never be unified with all that junk in there that's causing us to think wrong and talk wrong and behave wrong. Amen. And because these are strongholds that create imaginations and divisions within the body of Christ. Amen. You know, that's one of the things the enemy does is he comes in and he starts to tell you, well, they don't like you. Well, they're talking about you. Well, they didn't invite you to this. Well, you're left out. Well, you're not part of this. And then you go tell somebody, oh, I feel so sorry for myself because this and that and the other happened. And all of a sudden, division, lies, stronghold. You see what I'm talking about? We've got to be aware of this because it's an attack. It's, it's a wild, a scheme of the devil. Amen. It's like the man who needed something from his neighbor. And he was so afraid to go ask his neighbor about it. And he imagined in his mind that they wouldn't want to help him. And, and, he, and, and he thought, oh, they're going to yell at me. They're going to slam the door in my face. And he kept thinking of everything bad and letting it build up in his mind until he got to the door. And he was so stressed out. And the neighbor answered with a smile, how can I help you? And they were so convinced that they were against him that he, he said, I don't want anything you've got to give me anyway. And he turned around and ran. Because he had convinced himself that that person was not going to help him, was not for him. And that's what the devil does in our minds. That's what the devil does to us. Amen. And we think it's funny because, you know, to every, it happens to all of us sometimes. We're human. We've got this human mind. That's why we've got to be aware of this. Amen. Stuff building up in our minds. But we've got to pray. We've got to ask God to search us yes. and show us so that we can pull that stuff out of our minds. Amen. It's something we have to stay constantly aware of. And these individual strongholds are what causes us to, uh, to create what the Bible calls evil imaginations. Amen. They, they, they're, like I said, they're out to get me, and they don't like me, and this, that, and the other. And before we know it, we're saying things about other people that this stronghold has created in our mind. Amen, like I said before. Yeah. Someone said the greatest enemy of spiritual warfare is friendly fire. Mm. Let that sink in. Sometimes the greatest enemy to spiritual warfare is friendly fire. Caused by evil imaginations and strongholds, individual strongholds, that we've allowed to become true what's not true. Amen. We've got to be aware of this. 
Amen. And, and you can be wounded. Somebody, that, that old saying, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me, is a lie from hell. <laughs> it's not true. Not true. Words hurt. Amen. And if you allow those wounds to fester, come on, we've all been wounded by words. Some of us are wounded right now. And if we allow those wounds to fester, it evolves into things like hatred, bitterness, anger, jealousy, malice, and strife. Amen. And we need to shake those snakes off of us. Yes, sir. Get in the fire. Amen. Amen. And we need to be aware of the devil and his devices and Amen. the individual strongholds. Amen? Yes, sir. Can we receive that today? Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you, The Jesus. second type of strongholds that I want to share are ideological strongholds. Ideological means ideas. And these are strongholds of our culture. These are, these are uh, strongholds of Satan's dominance of the world uh, view that affects culture and society. How many of you know that we live in a sick world? Amen. We live in a sick culture. And if we're not careful and if we're not aware of these ideological strongholds, they, and if we, if we even open the door, the devil will kick that door in and try to come in and plant things in your mind to, to make you accept these ideas. We've got to be aware of those things. We've got to let God search our heart for that. And all of these things in our society with, you know, blurring of genders and, and you know, you name it. All this stuff that 20, 30, even 10 years ago in some cases, I would think, you, you know, we all would say, how? There's no way God would, is, would surely return before that would happen in our world. Those things are happening those are ideological, cultural strongholds that we're facing. Amen. Our kids in school, folks, are facing things that we don't even understand. They're facing things that we had never imagined when, when we grew up. Never imagined. And these are cultural and ideological strongholds that we're against. And these strongholds are, are portrayed by Paul. In 2 Corinthians 10, verse 5, when he says, casting down. Say, casting down. Casting down. Arguments. arguments imaginations, imaginations. And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of God. Amen. Amen. So we better seek God and know God, and we better learn to pray the Bible. We need to learn yes. scripture and pray the scripture. Yes. Because prayer without the word or the word without prayer is not complete. Amen. Amen. We, we've got to put prayer and the word together, which is the will of God and which is the mind of God. Everybody say amen. That's good. Amen. Because you can't accomplish, because you can accomplish anything. You can accomplish anything. Amen. You can do anything when you pray the word. But you have to bring every thought into captivity. Say every thought. And that's not easy. Say that's not easy. Let's be honest. That's not easy. Every thought in the captivity. I'm not going to ask you to tell me what your thoughts are. <laughs> and I'm not going to tell you every thought I have. But we've got to take them into captivity. We're human, okay? We understand that, I think. Amen. So the third type of stronghold I want to mention is, is territorial strongholds. Okay? These represent the hierarchy of dark places to influence and control nations, cities, and families. Come on. Amen. Amen. Brother Koppel mentioned Jericho. I was thinking about Jericho as well before as we were praying. And 
you know, it's interesting because what God showed me is if, if you just go in and you try to attack the enemy or take what God's promised you without preparation of prayer and doing these things that I'm talking about, of pulling down strongholds, groaning in the spirit, praying in the spirit, you know, they had to march around Jericho six times. And yes, then the sir. seventh time, they marched and shouted with a voice of triumph and praise, and then the walls failed. So, you understand, you don't go in and take back what the enemy's stolen or go to war without doing these things first. There, there, there is a Wisdom. time of prayer, Wisdom. pulling down the stronghold, yeah. get, do, taking the weapons that God's given us, yeah. following what God's given us, understanding the types of strongholds. Praying against them, asking God to open our eye, the eyes of our heart to understand what is in us. What are we dealing with? Why is my family doing this? Why is my son acting this way? Why are we dealing with this in the church? Why this? Why? And God will give us a, a clear thing and what we need to pray for. And then in unity, we pray to pull that stronghold down Imagine and it comes God. down. Yes. Yes. Just like Jericho. Amen. And. and and, and, and folks, we, we really have no idea. I, I think I think we really have no idea. It would probably scare some of us if God opened our eyes spiritually to see what we're up against. I'm not trying to scare you because I'm not I'm not scared. We shouldn't be scared. No, this isn't to scare us. But I think sometimes I, I just feel like well, we take it so some of us take it so easy sometimes. Like nothing. Like oh, we're not concerned. I'll just come to church. No 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 prayer. No big deal. Just get through. You know, I've got my, you know, what, there is a war going on. Tell it. And there is an enemy that's doing everything it can Amen. to destroy you, your family, your children, and your city. That's right. Amen. Amen. And we got to be bothered by that. Yes. Amen. Talk about it. Amen. 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 Yes, sir. Is anybody yes, sir. By that? Amen. Tell it. We got to get fired up. Man, every city has a territorial stronghold, and, and certainly Orange County and Los Angeles, we're, we're fighting some of the, I feel like, you know, we're fighting some of the biggest strongholds across the nation and even the world. We're dealing with that right here. Amen. Strongholds of vanity. Amen. Idolatry. Entertainment. Greed. The love of money. Amen. Things that are just, I mean, it's just coming at us. Nothing right. Those folks are territorial strongholds. And that is what we're up against, and, and they're organized. Until we come together in unity and focus on prayer to pull them down, and bind good. the prince of the territory, amen, and the power of the air, amen. With somebody, we have to fast and pray in unity until those territorial strongholds come down, amen. God put us here for a reason. We are the apostolic church here. You're here for such a time as this, Esther. You're here for such a time as this, Mordecai. Amen. It's our time. Amen. Amen. Not to be afraid of the strongholds. Somebody said to me one time, well, Brother Kelly, you better be careful what you preach. The devil hears that. Yeah, I know. I know. I put a target on my back when I preach this. I put a target on my back when I educate others about these things. But I don't care. That's all right. Amen. There's an enemy that is going to come after me. And I know that, but that's okay because I'm not going to back up. I'm not going to, I'm not going to give up. Amen. I'm going to keep on going. 
Amen. And I'm not going to let the devil lie to me and put fear in me. Amen. Don't have fear. Don't have fear because of these strongholds, because of these attacks of the enemy. Oh, I just got to be quiet. I can't bring attention to myself. No, that is the devil. That is a lie. Amen. And he will destroy you if you think that. Because we're up against these strongholds. But we've got to count the cost. Count the cost of war. This isn't some game that we're playing. Amen. You might get knocked down, but don't get knocked out. Amen. Sometimes we get knocked down. Amen. God let Satan get to Job's health, wealth. Amen. His, his, he had sickness and everything he had. But there was a last chapter of Job. Right, Amen. Man. There was a last chapter of Job when he received twice what he had before. Right. Amen. 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 When you get knocked down, hang in there. Amen. Amen. We're not having any casualties of war here. Amen. No man, no woman, no child left behind. Amen. 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 In war, it's they call themselves sometimes a band of brothers. That's what we are. They give everything for each other. They may not like each other. You don't have to like me. But you're my brother and you're my sister. And we have to help each other. And we have to love each other. Yes. If we're going to be effective in what God has called us to do. And I believe there's an awakening. We talked about this. Brother Couples preached it. Amen. And if we could just stay aware of these strongholds, these individual, these ideological and these territorial strongholds that we're dealing with, if we can unify in prayer against them. Then we are fixing to see what the Bible says is an eye hath not seen, nor ear heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man all that God has prepared for him type of revival. It's a fixed fight, folks. It's a fixed fight. And God wants to do it through us. Amen. Amen. So let's understand this today. Now I want to talk about for a, a few minutes here. Um, and, and I promise I'm going to not. I'm, I'm going to be as brief as I can, unless the Holy Ghost takes over. <laughs> so I want to talk about agreeing in prayer, about what it means to agree in prayer. Matthew 18:19 says, "And again I say to you, this is Jesus speaking, that if two of you, everybody say two of you, <laughs> agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done. Say it will be done." <laughs> Will be done. For them by my Father in heaven. Jesus said, if two of you agree on earth, if just two of you agree, yeah. amen, say agree. 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 Amen. United prayer is the most powerful thing on earth. It is the most powerful thing on earth. United prayer. Focused prayer. One mind and one accord prayer. It's what brought the fire of God down on the day of Pentecost. Amen. It, it, it's what it, it's powerful, folks, when we come together in unity. Amen. Now, the Greek word translated there in, in, in Matthew 18 means to be harmonious or to symphonize. Like when a symphony orchestra plays many instruments at once, everybody in the church, each adding its own quality to blend, heard by the composer. It doesn't matter what your part is. It doesn't matter if you're first chair or third chair. It doesn't matter if you're lead or in the background. You're a part of the symphony. Amen. And, and I'm in harmony with my pastor. Say, I'm in harmony with my pastor. I'm in harmony with I'm my pastor. With my pastor. Yeah. I'm in agreement with Amen. my pastor. So that we can have a united front. Amen. Yeah. 
No division. No division. Amen. Amen. We can't have division. We've got to be in unity. Amen. Yes, sir. We've got to be submitted. Yes, sir. And follow the leadership that God has put in our life and in our church. Yes, sir. So God uses many types of prayers and intercessors to create his, his melody. And one person may pour in 20%, another person 10%, another person 1%, until the whole bottle gets full. And, you know, and, and it takes all of us. And, and you might think, well, I'm just, you know, a couple little drops. Well, your couple little drops might be the last couple drops to fill up the bottle and break through. Amen. So don't think that you're insignificant. That's good. Amen. Amen. You're not insignificant. We need each and every one of us, and we need each and every part, or it's not a perfect harmonized symphony. Amen. Amen. Do you understand what I'm saying this morning? Yeah. Amen. Are you getting this? Yeah. Say thank you, Jesus. Amen. So we've got to join hands with, with each other and agree with each other. Because when we do, there is power in that agreement. Because Jesus said anything you ask in agreement. Now it's got to be according to his will. Sometimes we forget. Sometimes we forget and say, well, God said anything. Well, read James 4. Because sometimes James 4 says, you ask and you receive not. Why? Because you ask amiss. And why? So that we'll consume it on our own lusts. Oh, God, make me rich so that I can have, you know, a, a Ferrari and show off in Orange County like everybody else does in Newport Beach. Give me a house on the ocean so I can look. No, God knows your heart. He's not going to give you something that's going to destroy you. And we shouldn't be asking for things that are for us. Amen. But if we ask for the right purpose, and if we ask for the right reason, if it's kingdom-minded, then anything you ask, you will receive it. You will receive it. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So we're going to have a prayer. We're going to have prayer in this church. We're going to have prayer groups in this church. We're not going to have gossiping groups. Say no gossiping groups. No gossiping groups. Those days got to be over. <clears throat> Amen. Amen. It's too late to be gossiping. We've got to put all that junk aside and start agreeing. Amen. Amen. The Bible says if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, we're going to think on these things. Yes, sir. If someone wants to say, oh, did you know what so-and-so did? Amen. Just think of some praise, something good to say about Jesus. Amen. Oh, did you hear about that praise report? Change the conversation. Yeah. yeah. Don't engage in that. That's wisdom. Amen. Amen. Somebody asked, well, how many people does it take to agree for a need to be met? Well, we just read it. All it takes is two. But it really depends sometimes on the kind of stronghold that you're up against. The stronger the stronghold you're up against, the more prayer that you're going to need to break it. Satan said, Paul, I know, and Jesus, I know, but who are you? Amen. I want, G I, I want to be known, right? Not because, but so that, so that there's something happening in the spirit. Not Come on. Not because of me, Talk but about because it. of what's happening in the spirit. Yes, sir. Right? And I, and I want to agree with Paul, some Pauls. And I believe there are some Pauls in the, in the prayer world in this church. Amen. There are prayer warriors in this church. And those, those are the people I want to be in, in prayer with and in agreement with. Amen. Amen. The devil knows he's in trouble when God's people agree together in prayer. That's it. That's Amen. it. And it's hard work. This is hard on the flesh. <laughs> this is not easy. Now, you all know this. When it's time to pray, the flesh does everything to fight it. 
I mean, work, there's phone calls, the kids start, can you do this, can you do that, and before you know it, the whole day is gone and you're wiped out and you don't have an ounce of energy to do anything. Your flesh will do, and the devil will do everything it can to distract you, and it's hard work fighting against this flesh, but we've got to do it, folks. We've got to do it. Amen. So I want to share with you briefly some biblical examples that we can look at when it comes to agreeing. First of all, when Moses faced the problem of disobedience in Israel, with the Israelites, the Bible says that he and Aaron repeatedly agreed in prayer. Uh, Brother Koppel and every leader in this church, especially Brother Koppel and his family, need a prayer shield. Amen. Amen. That's why we created the pit crews, the men that are coming together, and you're seeing them on Sunday mornings. But we we all need to be praying for our pastor and putting a prayer shield around them. Absolutely. Amen. Every pastor needs its members to, to agree and pray for their family because when the pulpit is unfettered, listen to me now. When the pulpit is unfettered, the church is blessed and unfettered. Amen. If you love your pastor, it will spread to your children and it will spread to your grandchildren. That's awesome. You pray for your own self and your family when you pray for this pulpit and his family. Truth. Truth. Amen. Amen. Understand that today. That is a fact. That is a biblical truth. So Moses and Aaron agreed uh, when the children of Israel disobeyed. Number two, when the Amalekites attacked Israel at Rephidim, Moses, Aaron, and Hur climbed a hill, and Aaron and Hur upheld in prayer. Moses reported afterward that hands were lifted up to the throne of the Lord in agreement. They were the hands of Moses, but they were united with Aaron and Hur. Were they weary? Yes. But the, was the battle won, though? Yes. Because they agreed as one. And when they got tired, they just lifted those hands up. Amen. They just lifted those hands up. Come on, folks. Let's get to agreeing together in our homes, in our churches, in our communities. Amen. In our families. Amen. Number three. And I'm hasting because I've got a lot. More than, more than I should have. Uh, but number three. At Kadesh Barnea. When Israel wanted to turn back to Egypt, the Bible says that Moses and Aaron again, in in Numbers the 14th chapter, fell on their faces in prayer in agreement before the Lord. When God was about to destroy the whole community because of their agreement, the Israelites agreeing with Korah in their rebellion, the Bible says again, Aaron and Moses fell down on their faces in agreement in prayer. Israel grumbled from thirst, and again we see Aaron and Moses, the leaders, falling on their faces, agreeing together in prayer. Every time we're facing something, the same pattern is clear. Don't speak fear. Don't gossip who is doing this and doing that. Just step back. Amen. Because I guarantee you, pastor's doing it, so if he's doing it, we need to do it. When we observe and see things happening, don't talk to others. Step back. And agree in prayer to bring those strongholds down and to attack the work of the enemy. Amen. It works. Amen. Amen. Peter and John prayed the prayer of agreement in Samaria in Acts the 8th chapter. Many of the church prayed in agreement when Peter was in prison in Acts the 12th chapter. And the early church missionary movement of Paul and Barnabas was launched through a prayer meeting of agreement and focus. Anything, Amen. Say it again. Anything. If two of you agree, you can have it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Every big revival, if you study church history, every big revival 
the London Revival, the Welsh Revival, Azusa Street, all of them, they all started first and foremost with a time of prayer and agreement. They were hungry for God. Amen. They were focused. Yeah. They went to praying in unity and agreement, and God answered them with a mighty outpouring of his spirit. Mm. And I believe, amen, I hope somebody here today believes as well, that what they had, God wants to do in greater measure, in greater measure here in this county, in this region. Amen. Amen. Can you accept that today? Amen. 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 So let's believe it and let's agree on that in prayer. Because it's not God's will that any should perish. Amen. That's, that's it. That's what it's all about. It's about souls. It's about souls. It's about salvation, deliverance, and healing. It's about pulling people from the fire. Mm. Amen. That's what we're doing. Folks. Thank you, Jesus. That's what this is all about. Amen. Now I want to talk just for just for a little little bit here about, and I'm going to keep it brief. Two more things, but let me talk about binding and loosing. And, and we're going to, Lord willing, have people come in in our prayer summits and, and dive deep into this. People that are, that operate in this. Um, Brother Koppel and I have talked about some that are really gifted in this, and, and I feel this is something that we need to understand. I'm just going to touch the tip of the iceberg. Um, when we get the revelation and start to operate in, in this, it's, it's powerful. Yeah. Amen. Amen. But it's, it's a weapon that God's given us. Yeah. Amen. Matthew 16 says, whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Amen. Yes. Whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Mm. Amen. We can see this in Luke, the 13th chapter. Let me read this to you. Jesus, this, this story, I'm going to read six, six verses. It says, now, he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath, speaking of Jesus. And behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity 18 years. How many of us have family members who have had spirits of infirmity and strongholds for 18, maybe more years? This should give you faith. And was bent over and could in no way raise herself up. There are people that can't raise themselves up, folks. They Tell need it. you. Tell it. They need you. They need you to be able to learn how to pray this. Because you're the one that's going to help them. You're the one that's going to pray the pray to the prayer to deliver them. But it says she could not raise herself up. But when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said to her, Woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. Yes. And he laid his hands on her. And immediately she was made straight and glorified God. But the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation. Don't think that when you start to operate in the spirit, that the devil and every, every you know, everyone that's operating in, 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 you know, in his kingdom isn't going to start to fight against it. There's going to be indignation. And the rulers of the synagogue and the religious people were in indignation because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath. Oh, my. And said to the crowd, there are six days on which men ought to work, therefore, and be healed on them, and not on the Sabbath day. And the Lord answered him and said, hypocrite, does not each of you on the Sabbath loose his ox or donkey from the stall and lead it away to water? So ought not this woman, now get this, hear this, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound, think of it for 18 years, 
be loosed from this bond of the Sabbath. Wow. That was Jesus's. That should be our prayer. Amen. Amen. Ought not this girl, a daughter of mine, who Satan hath bound, amen, be loosed? Tell it. In Jesus' name, be loosed. Be loosed. Hallelujah. You need to start praying that, folks. Amen. That's the prayer that Jesus prayed, and you've got his spirit in you, and you can pray that prayer. In Jesus' name, be loosed. Amen. Be loosed. They're a child of God. They're more than a conqueror. They're bought by his blood. Satan has no authority over them. In Jesus' name, be loosed. Pray that prayer. It's powerful. Amen. So Jesus was showing those Jewish leaders who understood the meaning of binding and loosing as prohibiting and establishing. It was illegal. It was, it was part of their process. It was almost kind of a legal term. They understood that, what that meant. But he was, he was showing them that it's more than legal. It is a, there is a supernatural element, element to binding and loosing Amen. in the spirit. Amen. Because we're supernatural people. We are apostolics. We're not of, we're not of this world. We're not like this world. Amen. We don't do things like others do. Amen. We don't operate like others operate. Amen. If you're looking to meld into the crowd and just be like our culture, then you better be praying that that ideological stronghold hasn't gotten you. Amen. Am I worried about what other people think? Hey, listen, we deal with that, don't we? I don't mean go out and be John the Baptist and have hunt, you know, grow a beard and have honey. You know, we've got to be wise, right? But we also have to be bold. Amen. And we have to learn to use wisdom. Wisdom. Everybody say wisdom. 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 But but wisdom doesn't mean that we just shrink back in, in darkness and not stand out. Got to let our light shine. Got to use these weapons. Amen. Amen. Got to use these weapons. Because I don't want the enemy to have any of mine. I don't want the enemy to have any of mine. Mm. Amen. Amen. And, mm. and some of you are, are you know, you're, you're praying. You're praying these prayers. Believe me. Amen. It doesn't, sometimes it doesn't happen instantly. Yeah. But when you pray with authority in the spirit, yeah. and your spirit led, yeah. and your spirit filled, yeah. and you're in the ark of safety, yeah. and you're of God, I promise you, folks, those strongholds are being broken. Mm. And yeah. in God's time, yeah. and in God's way, yeah. and in God's place, they will be loose, yes. and they will be set free. Yes. I proclaim that in Jesus' name. So don't give up. Amen. Amen. Don't give up. So we, let me hasten here and, and move on. Let me talk briefly this morning, and I'm closing here in the next five minutes. But let me, let me quickly mention breaking the yoke in prayer. We need to break the yoke, not the egg yolk. <laughs> in biblical times, a pair of oxen were joined together by a wooden frame called a yoke. It was, they were bound to it. The stronger ox would take the stronger side, and a weaker ox, a less experienced ox, would take the weaker side. The weaker ox had to keep in step with the stronger ox. So when we're in, so this is a picture of Jesus and us. Amen. When we are in step with Jesus Christ. Say, my burden is light. My burden is light. But he's the stronger one. He is the stronger one. He's pulling the weight. He's pulling I'm just keeping in step with him. Mm. I'm just keeping in step with him. You That's know, good. And I want to go back to this. I just feel when, when part of keeping in step is submission. Yeah. 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 
Boy, we don't, some of us don't like that. Amen. Come on. Amen. I know I'm preaching to the choir of the church this morning, but but being in in being you know following in step with Jesus means submission. Yeah. That means submission to the authority in our life. Yeah. Yes, sir. Okay. And we can go on about that. And there's different authorities in our life that we need to be submitted to, and that is godly and it's biblical. But probably most important is submission to our pastor. Amen. Leadership. Yes, this, sir. This man of God is put in our life, and we should be thankful for that. Yes. And, and if you aren't walking in step with what what the leadership of your church, with what you're, you don't have to agree with everything. He'll tell you that. But find something to agree with. Find something to, to get in harmony with. Yeah. Get in yoke with him. That's right. Because when you do that, you're in, in, in harmony with Jesus. And if we're fighting against our leadership, if we're fighting against the pastor, and we're we're causing division, then we're not in unity. We're not in yoke with Jesus. Yeah. Amen. The Amen. only way we can be in step with him is if we're submitted and in step with our pastor and our leaders. Truth. Amen. Amen. Yes, sir. And 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 that is a that is a fact. Again, you don't have to like them personally, but you have to respect the position and the the uh, anointing and and the principle of, of the way the anointing flows down from God to your pastor to you and to the church. And when we all get in yoke with that, that's powerful, folks. Yes. And that's powerful. And that's what I wanted to mention. But but Satan has counterfeited this principle. Talk he, about he has it. put heavy weights of bondage on people to fall into wrong thoughts and wrong relationships and yoke with the wrong people. Um, that's what an, an unequally yoke means. We, and, you know, we, we think about that, the scripture, we think about that in terms of, of marriage, and certainly that's true. We don't want you know, to be unequally yoked to an unbeliever because what fellowship does light have with darkness? But it goes beyond marriage. It, it goes into relationships. And, and who are you yoking yourself to? Talk about it. It's Who good. Who are you yoking yourself to? We mm -hmm. should all be asking ourselves that. Right. You know, that, and again, that doesn't mean that you don't have a relationship with them. We need to be friends to people in the world. But being friends, again, it comes back to wisdom. you you got to know where to draw the line. Amen. You know? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You, know, you, you can get so intertwined with them that you become yoked to them. Mm -hmm. And that's going too far. Now, they've influenced you instead of you being an influence on them. Preach. You yeah. got to know where the line is. Yes, sir. Be a positive influence. If they don't respect that, then you know, dust the dust off your feet and, and move on. You know, I, I know that's hard, but that's that's biblical. You got to love people, but if they don't love, if they don't respect and they don't love, don't do what they do to try to win them. Preach that. We don't act like the world to win them. Amen. We act like the world to do worldly things. We become yoked to the world. Come on, that's the truth. Amen. 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 God said, if, if we can do that, then if we, there's, there's power in that, folks. There's power in that. And the last thing I want to, I'm just going to hasten, the last thing I want to mention is standing in the gap in prayer. Praise we Jesus. Praise Jesus. Jesus, got, he said, if I just had one to stand in the gap, I wouldn't do what I plan to do for that city or nation or individual. Just one. It's a holy war for the souls of men and women. We are wrestling in heavenly places. That's why we need prayer groups and focus every day. To bind the forces of evil. To snatch souls from the fire of hell. 
Amen. It'll wake people up at night. Do you know that? When you pray and stand in the gap, it'll wake people up at night. God will deal with them. They may fight it, but, but the Holy Ghost will move on them, and it'll deal with them. That's happening. That's happening when you're praying and standing in the gap. Amen. Say, I'm standing in the gap for my children. I'm standing in the gap for my children. My family. My family. My church. My church. My city. My city. And pray that God would not say to this generation that he sought for someone to stand in the gap and found none. Amen. Say it with me. It's happening. It's happening. I'm a part of this. I am a part of this. And I'm putting on the armor and entering into it. Amen. Let's just stand right now together. Amen. Let's clap our hands before the Lord. And let's thank you for what you doing today. Amen. Come on. Let's shout it out again with a voice of joy. I know it's early. Amen. I know you poured out your heart. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you for your spirit. Thank you for the authority that you have delegated to us. Let us use it, God, in this spiritual warfare that we're in. And go into battle and have victory and see souls saved, delivered, and healed. Mm, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.